Prepare to be captivated by the business story of the week, hosted by me, Shaheen Shan. Join us on a journey through the twists and turns of entrepreneurial triumphs and setbacks. Immerse yourself in the narrative and witness the magic that turns dreams into reality. This is Business Story of the Week. And we are back. Welcome to Business Story of the Week once again, where we navigate the world of entrepreneurship, we are, where we uncover stories of perseverance, struggles, and innovations. And our guest today is no stranger to innovation. And might I add, is probably one of the leading figures when it comes to innovation today. Um, Nikki, Nikki Greenberg, is a globally recognized futurist. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. She's a globally recognized futurist. She's, she is a keynote speaker who specializes in AI, urban innovation, and real estate technology. Her prestigious accolades include being named a ULI Global Luminary and one of the most influential women in real estate technology. As the head of technology strategy, uh, managing $65 billion in assets, she steered the real estate portfolio towards a technology-centric future. She holds degree, master's degrees in both architecture and international business from UNSW Sydney. Nikki today advises on purpose-driven business strategies, leveraging her expertise as one of the leading voices in AI to drive business growth and societal impact. It is no wonder she's one of the most sought-after speakers of our age, and boy, are we lucky to have her here today with us. Nikki, how are you? It's It's been a great day. How are you doing? I'm excellent. Thanks so much, Josh, for your, your kind introduction. And thanks, everybody, for tuning in. I'm, I should also throw into the conversation, I'm actually sitting in New York City. So if you happen to hear some background noises, whether it's garbage trucks or protesters or sirens, just it's, it's part of the character. Absolutely. It's part of New York. And I think everyone knows that. But I think right now, people would be really interested. They wouldn't be bothered about that. They would be really interested what your story is and where it all started. And that's how I always like to start these things, Nikki. Um, your journey from architecture and technology strategy to being a renowned futurist, it's quite interesting. Could you tell us about the pivotal moments or influence that set you on this path? And what is it particularly when we say futurist? What does that entail? What does that mean exactly? Great question, Josh. You're right into the action, right into all of it. So, yeah, as, as you already identified, I started my career working as an architect and I designed shopping centers residential buildings, luxury buildings, also mixed-use master plans. So mixed-use master plan is when you have like a mixture of all different types of buildings, um, retail in the center, homes, offices, etc. So when I started in the real estate industry, I loved complexity, I loved scale. And always when you're designing and creating these places, you're always having to think about who's going to inhabit them in the future. So what is that future customer? What is that future resident? And now we have this added complexity of understanding, well, how are we going to live in the future when there's all of these changing technologies? 
So right. that's kind of why I call myself a futurist because that's ingrained in people like me in, you know, in real estate development, we're always having to think about how can we create places for the future? So uh -huh. that's how I got my start working as an architect and an interior designer in Australia on transformative projects, which I absolutely love doing. Moved to New York in 2017 for the first time. I'll get into that. And here, this is where I became very interested in everything that was happening in real estate technology or prop tech. It was very much at the beginning where we started hearing about yes, yes. these technologies that were changing the way that people would interact with buildings, whether it's being able to use your phone to uh -huh. change the lights or access a building right. or internal systems for companies to be able to use tech to do things more efficiently. No, all the way through to very innovative operating models like co-working or um, you know, dark kitchens. So there's so much technology and innovation that's happening around space in the way that our cities operate, right? So I really actually sunk my teeth into understanding what are these emerging technologies, what are these emerging trends, and how they're going to shape the future of how we live, work, and operate so that we could create buildings around them, we could create those environments, right? So right. fast forward, pandemic hits, and I go back to, you know, I go back to Australia after living in New York for a few years, mm -hmm. got a great job working as head of technology strategy for an investment manager with 65 billion in assets under management. I was, uh -huh. you know, heading up their real estate groups, technology transformation. And that was a great place to really put this into practice and think wow. about, well, how can we actually design technology in, in the same way as we design architecture or design landscapes or design interiors? And right. along the way, people used to invite me to speak at conferences, speak at executive meetings, wow. because everybody wanted these insights. It's like, how are we going to live in the future and how are we going to get there? So it's, it's been a fun journey. Um, I love the fact that I can sit external to an organization and just really share these insights and these trends that I find so interesting um, and so formative to the way that we're going to live. Nikki, I, I I picture you as this, you know, the the Lego movie. Have you seen the Lego movie? I picture you as this master builder. Yes. Right? You, you, like you have to be a master builder in order to envision the future. Um, I watched one of your TEDx episodes, one of your TEDx videos. And in there, you said to create the future, you first must imagine it. And I love that. And I love that. And no wonder people are seeking you and wanting your insight because you seem to have really, like you said, you sunk your teeth into this and you really started imagining the future for us. You started being the master builder for this kind of future cities, right? And I love that because then there's this, we need people like that. So who else is going to build the future if it's not going to be imagination you know imaginators that are like master builders and i guess that's where we're coming into now you where you talk to us about like your work as a futurist right where you focus on the intersection of tech artificial intelligence and urban development um i guess now with the advent of ai i think this is a real question to ask or the most the most present question to ask is that how in how do you envision AI in particular 
in transforming the future of cities. I like to put it that way because I think you're the expert to ask in this. How do you really specifically see AI being integrated into cities? And what should urban planners and city, city leaders be prioritizing to embrace this change effectively? I love that reference that you make to the Lego master builder. Right. And I think it's very apt because, yeah, yeah. And because also it's, you know, when you look at children, children create places intrinsically and it's finding all these pieces and using your imagination of what's possible, right? Uh -huh, and uh -huh. one of the things we're always having to do is that us adults that actually do get to design what's happening and create what's happening, we have to actually uh -huh. think, what do future generations want? How can we right. make sure that the society that we create today, whether it's places or organizations or even our home, how can we make sure that it's ready for the future generations and their needs? Right. And kids in particular right. are actually very interesting. Um, what you know, they're termed um, Gen Alpha. You know, Gen Alpha Gen is Alpha, kids under yes. ten, who mm -hmm. you know, by twenty thirty they're you know they're they're coming into the workforce and they're already in our lives. So, so they're very interesting in the way that they interact um, with technology and their expectation out of what they want for the places that they live and the way that they shop and the way that they interact with the world. And I am going to get back to your question about actually shaping future cities, but ahead, I think it's ahead, important it's okay. before we even think about what are the places, like who, who are the people that are going to inhabit them and what are some of their values, right? This is my roundabout right, right. way of um, getting there. So, yes, yes, yes. Gen Alpha, let's, let's look at kids. Kids are really interesting. And this generation in particular is super interesting because they're, they're, they're a generation like we've never seen before. Number one, they're growing up with AI. They're having AI in their AI. school. They're having ChatGPT as part of their education. They're growing up alongside AI. It's being integrated into the way that, uh, that they live. Number two, mm -hmm. the same year that they started, you know, Gen Alpha is considered to have started, is the same year that the world got the iPad. And we've seen these kids. We've right. seen them, like, interacting with screens. They actually say that a kid, by the time they're four years old, is actually better um, adept to use an iPad than their parents. Okay, talk about like super tech savvy, right? Um, we know that their generation COVIDs, they had to do a large part of their schooling yes. under lockdowns, yes. doing it virtually, interacting with their family, their friends, their parents, their grandparents, all virtually. So they're like a super, super, super digital generation. And yes, they're still they kids. So they're going to shape our cities of the future. So. Now when we think, okay, so what is the city of the future? What is that city of the future going to look like? And how does AI play a role in it? So mm -hmm. we can even just fast forward to 2030, which isn't that far away. This is yes. just, just yes. around the corner, just over the horizon. We're going to have a mixture of generations, right? So we're going to have boomers, you know, boomers are still going to be working. Some of them will be thinking about retiring. A lot of them will still uh -huh. be in the workforce and wanting to move into uh -huh. advisory roles. If we pause there for a moment, one of the wonderful things about this generation of generative AI is NLP, natural language processing, which means that we can talk to technology the same way as we talk to a human being. Oh so one God. of the wonderful things is that the boomers don't necessarily have to learn how to code. They can just instruct the AI in the exact same way as they would instruct an intern because they're just using language, right? So it's great. So we have better longevity. 
in the workforce, yes. Um, yes. better interact with technology. Um, if you don't have that dexterity to be able to, you know, type out a message or know how to use your iPhone or whatever it is, uh -huh. again, you can just speak to your, I can't say S-I-R-I -I allowed or we're going to hear a hello pop up. Um, but you can speak to your home electronics to actually, again, instruct in language, hey, this is what I want done, do it for me. So it's actually going to be great for that, um, for the aging population, you know, great for longevity because we have this um, this very smart AI that can just do stuff for us, right? It's like right, right. asking your kids, like, hey, set up my email or set up my computer. We're going to be able to have an AI do that more for us. And then, of course, as I said, at the other end, we have these kids coming through mm. for whom technology and AI is just going to be part of their upbringing. So I say AI is kind of like that intern at work where they don't mind doing the grunt work. They'll, they'll work long hours, they'll work weekends, they'll work night, they'll, doing the, they'll do the stuff that's like boring. They'll do the stuff that's repetitive. They'll do the stuff that nobody else particularly wants to do. So it's just gonna be integrated into our lives in, in a very meaningful way. Nikki, I love how you covered both ends, right? You covered the, the boomers and then you covered the, the gen alpha. I love that how you give hope to the boomers that in the future, they will actually be more assisted. They will actually still be included. And technology won't phase them out. I also love how you mentioned Gen Alpha. And, and I'm always going to refer back to, the, to our reference with the Lego movie, right? Um, it seems like, to me, it feels that in this kind of field, and for you in particular, as a futurist, you have to maintain this kind of like childlike enthusiasm, you know, like just childlike imagination. It, it, it's needed because um, there are exactly no limits in the future. We don't know what the future is going to be like, but rather it's the kind of future that we need to be shaping and can only be shaped by us. That, that's, that's just a wonderful way to put it, Nikki. Thank you so much. Um, now that you mentioned both sides, you mentioned you covered the Gen Alpha and you covered the Boomers, um, we're getting into the future of work, right? We're getting into uh, how AI is the future of work. I know that you design shopping centers for a living, and um, you not just shopping centers, you've also... Um, uh, conceptualize and uh, you've spoken on many speaking engagement and these uh, all these innovations and all these ideas about buildings I remember in one of your uh, TED in your TEDx you said uh, we can start instead of building out we can start building upwards right so I really want to ask this in the sense that how are you seeing this for the future now like what's I know I've asked this before already, and, but you are the expert. You are the futurist. How are you seeing building design and in particular and when it comes to... Uh, sorry, I've, I've lost you again. Sorry, sorry. Um, where did I end there? Don't worry, we'll edit this. Um, instead of building outwards, you can build upwards. All right, fantastic. Okay. Okay. Now, given your extensive experience in real estate technology how do you see the future how do you see building innovations building designs and you in particular when it comes to sh building these shopping centers how do you see ai not just ai but literally the future at work when it comes to uh the real estate sector so to speak 
Great question. I like your questions. They're, they're very meaty. And you're right. What we see is that in real estate, we're very impacted by technologies. So, for example, when we got the elevator, that meant we could actually build up because all of a sudden people can travel from the ground level up 20, 30, 40 stories in the air, right? When we got cheap cars, we could spread out and create suburbia because, again, people had a way to get around between work and home. When we got the cloud and mobile technologies, it meant that people didn't have to come into the office. They could work from anywhere. And, And we've seen that. That's why we have this disruptive impact on offices because that technology drove it. So now with this like next generation of technologies coming through, AI, metaverse, robotics, clean technology, it's again going to shape the way that our cities work, the way that they're operated, where people live, how they are entertained. It's, it's going to change everything, and it already is. Now, you, you asked specifically about the future of shopping, and I've been very fortunate in my career. I've had two, two roles dealing with shopping centers. One of them, I used to design shopping centers. So I designed shopping centers in Australia and China, which I absolutely love doing. And then my last role working with QIC, we owned 22 shopping centers. So I was looking at that digital strategy and particularly thinking about, well, how can we connect customers with our shopping centers to, Mm -hmm. to, um, to create the financial health of the shopping center, right? Now, this is where it's very interesting, and I'm sure that your listeners have heard a lot about these uh, mixed reality, metaverse, VR, AR headsets that have been coming out and are being released by big tech companies like Apple and Meta and everybody else. This is this next interface with how we interact with the world. So what it means is that you can put on some, you know, like glasses or a headset, and instead of having a screen, like a fixed screen, you can actually see things that are happening because you've put on these magical glasses and you can interact in that kind of way. And there's this emerging field in retail called e-commerce. So, you know, we have e-commerce. This is now e-commerce. And e-commerce is immersive commerce. And what this means, I know I can see your your face lighting up there. (laughs) And what immersive commerce means is that we're now actually shopping in 3D digital environments. So great example of this is looking at the game Roblox, okay? Two thirds of American kids play Roblox every single day. So kids coming back to our Gen Alphas, they're growing up doing everything online. They're spending their pocket money online in these immersive Uh environments. So Uh very sophisticated players are going in that direction. We know with Fortnite, a lot of, you know, teenagers and young adults, they're spending know, hundreds of millions of dollars buying clothing for their virtual version of themselves. And so we're already having a lot of commerce and trade happening in this virtual environment, which is going to cross over more into that um, physical experience. So it's, it's, it's I mean, it's, it's a ridiculously exciting thing to conceptualize where you can be in that physical retail environment with your virtual headset on, be able to talk to a shop assistant, touch the clothing or touch the merchandise and then get this like layer of interaction and information at the same time. So it's a wonderful tool um, for um, you know, retail designers and retailers to get creative and think about how can you fuse together the in-person and online immersive shopping experiences right. together. Right, wow. Nikki, uh, I, 
I lit up there because you know it is quite it is quite exciting, like you said, and and the way it's unfolding now, it just feels like it's closer to happening than we think. It's it's uh, the future is at our fingertips. Quite. I've lost quite you again. Hello. Hi. Okay, you're back. <laughs> Thank you for uh, the little warnings there. Um, what did I last say? Um, nothing. I missed nothing. all of it. All right. Okay. Okay. No worry. We'll 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 edit that out and everything. Um, but yes. Um, uh, I I lit up there when you were talking about e-commerce immersive commerce because it really feels closer than than we probably think it's going to be right it it feels like it's going to happen sooner than we think i feel like and it's of course it's exciting and very you know very very possible given your outlook and the way you described how the behavior of the current generation will seamlessly translate into that kind of space it's fantastic that i that is why you're one of the leading people in this space i'm so i'm really happy to to have your insight into this um nikki we are nearing the end of this but before i let you go i want the opportunity for our audience to know but and i want the opportunity to ask you you know the when it comes to women in prop tech and leadership you know, uh, as the founder and, and global ambassador, I would say, when it comes to women in prop tech, what strides do you think are going to be essential to empower more women in that sector? And how can you think, how do you see the future of the industry fostering more diversity when it comes to that sector? Yes, and thank you for giving me an opportunity to talk about it. So I did found Women in PropTech back in 2018 because what I found is whenever I was going to PropTech events, I wasn't seeing many women in the room, which was concerning because we want to have diverse representation. And I will say it wasn't just women that I wasn't seeing. I was not seeing people from different racial and ethnic backgrounds. It was very young white guys, which is concerning because we want our future leaders to be representative of society with diversity in it. So one of the best ways I believe that we can bring diversity about in any industry is to really showcase leaders from diverse backgrounds because, and I'm borrowing this quote, but you can't be what you don't see. So we really want to be able to showcase amazing leaders from diverse backgrounds, different ages. Let's also think about age diversity. It should only be young people talking about technology. It should also be very experienced people. So I created Women in PropTech really as a platform to showcase people from diverse backgrounds to encourage more, you know, more future leaders from diverse backgrounds to come into the industry and create a better industry with more insights than, um, than would otherwise happen organically. Well, we can't build a future or a good future without You're frozen. everyone. Frozen again. Okay, we're ending this. I'm just going to close with this before it completely falls yep. apart on us. <laughs> um, you can't build 
a future without diversity. We need everyone included of all backgrounds, ethnicity, age, gender. And Nikki, you really are one of the leaders in this kind of, uh, in this voice, in the voice of this, you know. Um, the, the audience heard it here first, but let us know where can we find you, Nikki? How can we connect to you? And what else would you like our listeners to know that you haven't already told us? Well, definitely add me on LinkedIn. Look me up, Nikki Greenberg. I My profile photo has a green circle, so you'll know that is the right Nikki Greenberg. Follow me on LinkedIn. I'm always sharing interesting insights, interesting articles. Reach out to me and let me know the types of things that you're thinking of. And you can also go to my website, www.nikkigreenberg.com. So that's N-I-K-K-I, green like the color, B-E-R-G.com. Uh, take a look around, listen to some videos, um, sign up for my newsletter. You'll also find me on YouTube. I've just started a YouTube channel. So yeah, just listen in, reach out, tell me everything that you're thinking about. And if you're finding really interesting innovations, let me know about it. And I'll use my audience to keep spreading the message to create a better, um, more positive, more sustainable, more interactive, more digitally, socially minded future for us all. Nikki. Thank you so much for gracing us and our audiences as well for your time. And it has been fantastic. I love the insight and we'll catch you in the future. Excellent. Thanks so much for having me here today. You've been, you've been brilliant. I love your enthusiasm. Thank you so much, Nikki. All right. So here's the thing. We try to get a little bit better every day, but we can't do it without you. So if you like the video, make sure to like and subscribe below. And if you have any comments, just leave them in the space under.